eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. Over the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to figure out exactly how we're going to see broadcasting change, sports broadcasting particularly, change in the new normal. What's it going to be like to broadcast a game in the conditions that we're going to see? Let me give you a little bit of background of what goes into a game day broadcast. So, let's take baseball, for example, since it's the one that's closest to returning although I guess technically hockey is ah, baseball is closest to returning all right with a baseball broadcast everything that goes into the scores broadcast of the Cubs game for example there are elements to it we're putting together a pregame show and that pregame show has all sorts of content that goes inside of it you have uh, an interview with a player you have an interview with the manager that Ron Coomer does. All of those elements are usually face-to-face. Those are pretty easy to fix remotely where you can have Zach do a Zoom with someone or we can get a, a microphone that's longer, at least for home games, for him to, to work socially distant away from a player. The managerial one, usually what happens is Coom and Joe would sit together inside the dugout like they would always do or occasionally in in Joe's office and do the the interview. I always love that ambient sound of guys in the cage while the manager is talking. And then there's the the actual play-by-play. Pat and Ron and Zach and our awesome engineers Dave Miska and now Ziggy Zarang They're at the game. They are at Wrigley Field, and they go on the road with the Cubs. They travel. They stay in the same places that the Cubs stay in. And they do all that because the hope is that with that proximity, you're going to get a better broadcast overall. You're going to get people who are more in the know about what's happening with the team from day to day. They're inside the clubhouse. They're talking to people. They're getting information that they're not necessarily putting on air you're talking to people on background you're finding out well what do they really think about this picture and you're not necessarily going to 
put that into a 90-second clip that you're going to run on the air. But if something comes up later on in the game, it's something that you can refer back to. Earlier today, I was talking with Joe Madden, and he thought that if Chris Carpenter was struggling getting his curveball over, that the, the Cubs could really make him pay by hitting fastballs. Okay? So now there's a challenge. It doesn't make sense from a healthy health standpoint to send anybody who doesn't need to go on the road on the road, even though the road is now a region. You're going to Milwaukee and Cincinnati and St. Louis and Minneapolis and all that stuff. So it will change the way that broadcasts are done. Usually play-by-play personnel are in the stadium and they're telling you things, ideally they're telling you things that you can't see. Usually they're not working off of a screen. Especially in radio. In television it's a little bit different. I've talked with directors and producers about this on television broadcasts, and what they do think is important is that the play-by-play person is talking about what's on the screen. They're adding depth to what the viewer is actually watching. On a radio broadcast, you have to describe everything. You want to paint a picture. For example... One of the reasons that you hear basketball play-by-play people go, DePaul starts the, starts the game with the ball in the backcourt going left to right. If I say that as a play-by-play guy, you now have a visualization of the court. Holmes dribbles the ball outside the, the three-point arc. Right side. Left side, free throw line extended. Left side, baseline. All of those things are devices that allow for you to visualize it. So on radio broadcast, you have to be a little bit more descriptive because you are the eyes and ears for the person that's listening to the game. What's going to happen, at least what I've been told, when it comes to broadcast for Cubs games this year every single game broadcast is going to emanate from Wrigley Field I'm all for it I want to keep Pat and Ron and Zach safe and what you can do is they're going to basically be the only people at Wrigley Field when the Cubs are playing somewhere else but it does change the way that a game is going to be called so I talked with Zach about this Zach has some experience doing it. He and I actually had to call a game once off a monitor. Strangely enough, we were actually in the building of the place that we called it. But here's what he said are the challenges. And then after that, I'll tell you about the game that we called off of a monitor in the building where the game was being played. I've thought about this a lot where I think it's a little bit, and I'm using air quotes here, it's a little bit easier I think to call a football game off a monitor because it's essentially the same view that you would see from a broadcast booth. 
in terms of a basketball game, I, I think it's similar because uh, you're not as close. But, you know, there are a lot of uh, places now where you have to call a game from up high. And I think that would be like calling a, a basketball game off a monitor. But the difference with baseball is the angle, and you know this, when, when you're calling a game from any broadcast booth in the majors, you're generally right behind home plate. And you're watching a completely different game than what people see on TV. You can see where the shifts are. You can see how the wind is blowing. And these are all big factors. Uh, you, can, you can watch uh, when a ball's hit, uh, you know immediately where it's going. If you're doing a game off of TV, and I'm, I'm talking about using the TV monitor and watching it the way you would at home, when contact is made, you have no idea where the ball's going for a split second, which doesn't sound like a lot of time. But when you're broadcasting a game, you know, there's, I, I think you almost have to delay your call as opposed to being right on it. Uh, you won't, there's sometimes where they might not show you that the ball's going foul in a certain direction. Uh, you know, if it's fouled back, you won't know these things uh, when you're watching off a monitor. So it'll be a little bit of an adjustment. The great thing is I share a booth with one of the all-time greats in Pat Hughes. So luckily he gets first crack at it. I'll get to watch the legend go to work and then uh, I'll, I'll get little uh, tricks of the trade uh, in judging how he does it when uh, I get an opportunity to call the fifth inning. So early 2000s, Zach and I are at Rutgers in Piscataway, New Jersey. DePaul's playing Rutgers was when they were in the same conference. They put us up so high. And there are a lot of places where higher is better. Like football, I think you can, depending on how high you go, although there are some terrible football press boxes too. Basketball is impossible if you're doing it up high. So we were like, well, how in the world are we going to know who has the ball? All sorts of stuff. We were that high. I'm not being hyperbolic. They gave us monitors to work off of. So we called a game at Rutgers off monitors. It's hard. And when you're talking about a radio broadcast, you want to be as descriptive as you can be. You want to bring the listener in there. The great news for the Cubs is that they have an incredible broadcaster in Pat Hughes. And he'll rise to the occasion because he's good like that. But it is going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge to make sure you're giving the broadcast. And there'll be some adjustment, too. I I don't think that even Pat would tell you that he'll have it right the first time that he does it. That it'll be comfortable for him the first time that he does it. I, I think quite the opposite. I think it'll be uncomfortable for him, but you won't notice. Because he's that good at his job. So... Beyond talking with Zach, another guy who's got some experience in doing this is Chuck Swirsky. Unfortunately, Chuck's not going to be calling Bulls games because the Bulls were not invited to the NBA's party. But I did want to get his thoughts on this, and he brings up a lot of interesting points. This is what Chuck said. Uh, In my case, I mean, we have to dial this back 20 years. This was a, a tournament. In fact, Jay Triano, who was a former head coach in the NBA, was the head coach of the Canadian team, the national team. And Jack Armstrong, who's still on the air in Toronto, he and I were in a studio called TSN in Canada. 
And we went into a studio, and the size of the screen was about 20 inches. Oh, no. I mean, okay. Uh, Canada played Lebanon one day, and I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be interesting because, I mean, it was hard getting a grasp on the players. But now, obviously, with technology, the it's a wide screen. You can really, you know, with the definition, it's it's tremendous. So, Lawrence, I think, you know, the biggest thing is for especially a radio play-by-play is you do your best and you describe what you see in front of you to the best of your ability. And I think things will work out. I mean, obviously, you know, again, it's not the greatest, but it, it beats sitting at home watching 22 other clubs play. There's some precedent for this, too. In the Olympics, when the Olympics are in another hemisphere, sometimes what NBC has done is they will have play-by-play people. Sometimes what they'll do is in the non-high-profile Olympic sports, they'll have play-by-play and analysts call games from Connecticut. They have studios in, in Connecticut, and there's these little like hubs that you could just kind of sit in and here's the person who's calling badminton and here's the person who's calling tennis. They actually had in the 16 Olympics, they actually had basketball called there because I guess whoever was doing play-by-play for basketball got sick. So they called in a play-by-play guy to come and call a game off of a monitor in Connecticut. So it's not unprecedented. It is going to take a little getting used to for the broadcasters but I suspect the listener and the viewer, it'll be difficult for you to tell. But I just wanted to let you know that that's the difference. Like, you're going to see it's a different way of doing broadcast. I wonder how all of the broadcasts are going to augment that because there's less proximity. I don't think that we're going to see this become the norm. If things get back to some semblance of what they were pre-pandemic people will be back in ballparks all over the country and traveling with teams it's the right move to make I have all the confidence in the world that Pat Hughes is going to be incredible it doesn't matter that he's going to be at Wrigley for all of the games the the guys uh, has an encyclopedic knowledge of the game and is an incredible broadcaster but those are the challenges of doing it Thought you might be interested. Thanks for listening.